the fiery darts coming at people. Mm-hmm. And and if we're apparently we're becoming dangerous to the to the power of dark powers of darkness around here. Yeah. And uh, you know there's a momentum on the CGMA convention coming up and on the outreach that's coming up. We had a little in the board meeting talked about that a lot of exciting things to come on the outreach. Dolled it up a nice little flyer that we can go out and, and go around the neighborhoods and pass out and put on the stores. But we're doing up tomorrow while we're in the office a real nice flyer for the CGMA convention. It will be a poster around town and and we're doing letters to the pastors around the area and the FCA pastors. They're asking, they're wanting to be, be part of it. I do see James pull up, so okay. just let you know. Great, thank you. Is that regular coffee? Yes. It is. It's Folgers. No cinnamon. No Mexicano, amigo. <laughs> That's where I learned the cinnamon. The uh, Mexicanos like to have cinnamon in their coffee when they brew it. So, so you tell me, I don't know if Miguel does. <laughs> I haven't asked him about him and son. Well, he's been here for, like forever, generations, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's not real Mexican per se, right? He's well, he's, he's Latino, but yet, yeah, but not a right lot from Mexico, you know. Right. That's a little different thing. He speaks both. Yeah. Well, yeah, they usually uh, that's what they speak around their kids when they're babies and stuff. So. No, they don't speak it around the kids, and that led to a big disadvantage for Brian when they tried to get him to go to barber school, which yeah. is um, a multilingual school. And the Spanish kids all got English from the streets and and they heard Spanish at home, so they had an advantage. There were some might be similar here. There he is. Hello, James. Hey, brother. Isaiah. Hey. How you doing, man? Okay, hopefully, you didn't spend that all in one place. Are you blessed? <laughs> Are you blessed? <laughs> I, yeah. I got I got all twenty six dollars when I graduated. Um, that was most money I'd ever gotten from anybody at a uh, party for anything at that point. Then I got nothing for graduating from college. Yeah. Are you saying that's a long time ago? Oh, <laughs> it's, oh. it's probably maybe equivalent to maybe 104. Well, you graduated mid 70s. Yeah, I graduated 1970. Okay. Oh, early 70s. I was a 78. And 20 bucks was a pretty good little gift back then. Well. That was the total yeah. of all my relatives and family and friends. <laughs> I got more than that when I um, was about to leave where I was working and was going back to college. I didn't end up staying at Southern, and none of them asked me for it back. When I got back, you know, I, I tried to give it back to them, and I ended up going on to Northern and getting my education, but Southern wasn't working out for me. You went Southern Illinois University? Briefly. I I, grad, I got my, my bachelor's from Northern. No coffee. <laughs> no coffee zone. Let all sneak. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, I was sharing with the guys 
we have had some circumstances going on here, and, and Dole and I both today, we were like, how does all this happen in such a small congregation of people, all these different like attacks and problems? Rick Meyer, I don't know if you remember Rick, he's one of our longtime board members, he and Wendy, and they live in Machesney Park, but come over here to church. And uh, yeah. he, on Sundays they usually they, they, they usually sat on the on upper the right far side, on the right, over there, about the second from the back row or yeah. third from the back row. But anyway, he he was up on the stage um, um, helping sing yeah, singing harmony worship. on praise because he used to be in a group. Yeah. Anyway, Rick, uh, a few months back, it was what February, March, or something. He uh, he had a little a pacemaker uh, replacement going on, and they somewhere know that they punctured part of the artery as they were finish it up when he started bleeding out and they put him back in he's been back in the hospital he just got out a few two three uh, weeks ago yeah he, went he got, home got home got pneumonia you know fibrosis the in the lungs you know it was really bad it was looking yeah. bad for him and we've stood we pled the blood stood and he's come out of these things but today a brand new one um, you know the chemical plant over there well their their kids live by that and so the kids evacuated came to their house were with them grandkids and kids and I think Wendy went outside to do something with a grandchild or pick her up or something. Rick had to go potty right then. He couldn't wait for anybody, so he gets up. He apparently had his foot wrapped around some of the oxygen cable and flipped in somewhere or another, and it, it fractured his spine. So one thing after another, I mean, he's sitting there, near-death experiences with the bleed out and with the, the lungs fibrosing up and, and all that, these kind of things. We have another that I will not elaborate on, but it's, uh, between a couple of families that, that call this their home church and it, it could be end up being a legal situation for it's over and and it's I'm thinking what was on the is among the children and I'm thinking what was on their mind why could they think such a thing or whatever but stuff like that's going on and I'm like I was you know we were praying Dole and I were talking and praying about it and I, I have the impression that that Somewhere along the line, maybe not people that attend the church, but maybe someone they're connected with is, um, and this is before you guys started coming, you mentioned to him you had some family that maybe messes around with some of that in the Bible studies, but uh, messing around with something occultic, something that, that, that allows that to come and attack people in a greater way when their, their guard's not up. You know what I mean by that? Because you need, it says in there, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour and really all he can devour with is lies if you believe the lies he can get after you so i think that may be what's happened if their guards not up they're not vigilant sober about it not keeping things up and so this is like opening doors for those darts to fly in on them come and attack the fiery darts that come in and set them on fire Even commercials don't even look the same like I used, like how I used to see them. Yeah. They're, they're completely different now. <clears throat> you know, whole different we, tone and spirit yeah, on that. So when we were on there, don't say the only thing we had on there was the world news and the weather channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's hard to even watch uh, watch a sporting event anymore because betting has taken that over so seriously. Yep. 
And the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, their entertainment is the, now. The ads are all for betting. Occultic, yeah. The ads are occultic. Yeah. The acts, the halftime acts, they're filled with occultic symbols and people act in certain ways to portray occultic stuff. Well, and pedophile, satanic pedophile stuff. That's a, that's all coming out to light now. A lot that's yeah. been going on among our higher upper elites of society. Do you see anything of, of a commercial that that says Pride? Turn the channel really fast yeah. because it's going to be the whatever all those letters are that are, you know, gay, lesbian, LB, trans, LB, LBGQT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. they're shoving that our way. They're shoving the occultic because. Uh, here's an interesting thing. There was a fellow that I was um, talking with years back, and he'd gotten off of what they call the deliverance ministry. You can get in the ditch on that like anything. You know, all you do is chase demons, talk about them all the time. And they love that. They love you to give them that kind of attention. So anyway, he was talking about how the Lord had taken him up into the, to the realm of spirit one time, and he was up there flying. He said, I was flying around like a chicken hawk or something, just watching. He said, the evil spirits. The Bible talks about they're the prince of the power of the air. So the atmosphere around the evil spirits are, are free to, to, he says they fly around like a chicken hawk up there. Mm -hmm. He says they look for a stupid human who will obey them and yield to them. And then they jump on them. That's the way he put it. And he said he, he noticed uh, he was, the, the, his, his guiding angel was showing him different things and he noticed there was one little group of, of, of imps they were little, effeminate, smaller, and little squimpy little things. And every time any other demonic person, being, would come near them, they would abuse them and kick them and uh, curse them and all that kind of stuff. And they would just back away and run away like, you know, like little wussies, so to speak. And he said, he asked the, the, his guardian angel, well, what are these? Why do these act that way? Why, why do they let people pick on them and, and abuse them? He said, these are the ones that engender homosexuality. That people, that, that people yield to these because of environmental and circumstantial things and also spiritual things. They'll yield that and they take them over and cause all that perversion. And really what that is is spitting in the face of Creator God who told people, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. They're deliberately cursing against His blessing by saying, I'm not going to do that. So that's why they're so. That's why the Lord said it in Romans and places. He's given them over to a, to a reprobate mind. That's why you can read in the Old Testament where He destroyed a couple of a, a valley region of an area where they were given to that very thing. You know, you read the account in Genesis. He sent a couple of His angels to where Lot was, and Sodom, and the they came in and the men of the city were wanting to have uh, carnal uh, relations with them homosexual relationships with these and they, they knocked on the door and said bring out the two guys you brought into your house we want to know them oh carnal yeah yeah we want to know them in other words we want to have homosexual relationships see it that way it's, it's in Genesis mm -hmm. yeah Lock. yeah I know I, I know I, yeah. I, I, read, I read that but I never yeah that's never when the Lord that. said he told Lot or Abraham he said I'm going to have to I'm going to have to wipe it out because they've given themselves over to this and I, they're a reprobate mind, they're worthless to me. They're insulting me every time they walk down the street with their arms around each other because they're saying, we're not gonna do what you said, we're gonna do what we want. So uh, that, that is, it's maybe another of my high horses, I intensely dislike that movement and that attitude of life and that yielding to that spirit of people 
for people to do that. I have this. I have no use for it. Oh. So there's there's no more confusing thing. Yeah. Than that, and the author of confusion is not God. It's the devil. Exactly. So. And he, um, he has that special so, class of demon spirits. So that's what he's that trying to work out. in any area that he can cause confusion. Taking advantage of, of things that, that people um, see that might be tempting. You know, so that they can get a little off track. Mm -hmm. Once Mid they get off track, he's sitting there with his fishing pole, bringing them in a little at a time. Little at a time. And set the hook. There's yeah. And set the hook on them, you know. Yeah. There, um, while we're talking about this, <clears throat> there, I was watching a show. I talked to you about the name of the guy. Yeah. There was a last last show he did was they were all sitting around and going, asking the question, you think we were living in time of revelations? Talking about spiritual revelations. Yeah. And Which part? Oh, I'm well, sorry. The, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were just you like, the book of revelation, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, well, and they said, no, which um, seal, which, what he said, a lot of it's already all them, done. No, before that they had Bible, you know, group on there, but he said, and all of them answered within three, within two seconds, yes, we're living in that time, and times. And this is for a comedian slash big name out there. Oh, okay, these seen. were people that were not believers yeah. necessarily. Yeah, not believers necessarily are even seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And preaching that. Yeah. So at the end of the eight, it does. Jesus did say that that very thing would be happening. People would give themselves over to perversion, here's murder, the, and all that. So yeah, and here's the biggest. Yeah, and that's the biggest trick because nowadays, you know, it, it's really getting to a point where Jesus said that they would come in my name, but do not believe them. Yep. But we are literally at a point where. There is two Jesuses in America right now, and you know we have our Jesus of the Gospel, and then we have the Jesus of well, He loves me. I can do whatever I want. Oh yeah, the cheap but, grace um, Jesus. Yeah. Where are the where are the? I thought Cascilli was saying there are three, and I can't remember. There's Jesus. There's Bar Jesus. And there's another one. Um, I had never heard him say that, but yeah, there there is there's the Jesus of our cultural construct, you know, that our culture has made out yeah. this to be the Jesus, and yeah. there is the Jesus of the Word. I can't I can't yeah. remember the area about Bar Jesus and and here to yeah. see where that might fit in with um, the devil's plan. Because I mean, like like okay. Do y'all know anything? Has God said anything about working on a craft in the Bible? I haven't. He talks about having gifts, but I've never man, never heard of him mention anything about working on a craft. On a craft, meaning like a trade. Yeah, just, so just, just a craft. Trade. Yeah, craftsman. Yeah, well, in, in the Old prophecy, Testament, God prophecy. anointed. Uh, Bezalel, son of Uri, there's somebody in prophecy that 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 these craftsmen are doing something. It might be in Revelations even. Um, 
You mean building the talk, abomination? They talk about like the three craftsmen or the seven craftsmen or whatever it is. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly where all that is right now, but um, I know it was. Yeah, I know it was in, in prophetic type books. Okay, so okay, so nowadays the saying is to work on yourself, right? Be be yourself. Work on your craft. Work. Figure out what you want to do in uh, life. Okay. Work on your craft. That may be different. But from what I've seen, you know, God says to work on your gifts. Mm -hmm. you know, to give yourself to your gifts. Yeah, yeah to, to, work some, to, to work on your gifts. You know. You know, so, I mean, when you think about it, when you say which craft you want to work on, which craft you want to work on, which craft you want to work on. Witchcraft, witchcraft, witchcraft. Yeah. There's a craft of witchery, yes. There is, but there is a craft of, of pneumatology, spirit, spiritual existence under God, where Jesus is Lord. There's that craft, and uh, the the Sunday messages. Um, I don't know if you're aware. Dola takes us a month, and I take a month, and we switch with kids. Okay, and I've had June, and I'm going to get interrupted by Father's Day this weekend, but that's okay. Uh, I was uh, I was going to start on the subject of worship because from my personal experience whenever I was in the the uh, car accident in 1981 and was spent time up yonder and got to see that personally the importance of it I ended up I've uh, put together some seminars I've done in pastors conferences around the world on becoming a true worshiper the title of one was becoming a true worshiper and another one is behold the lamb let's worship him they're from the book of revelation on worship and, and from psalms on worship and stuff and the importance of that uh, in the area of, of craft because what that does uh, by calling Jesus Lord and worshiping him you're yielding the throne of your own life because that's our issue you realize that sin can be can be spelled s-e-l-f self when we put self we're like Lucifer we're exalting our self above the throne of God so to speak so if we want to truly be the spiritual person and really be crafty at that spirituality we need to make sure that we're, he's the lord and so i was uh worship is one of the the quickest slickest i like to say slickest ways of getting into that craft of becoming submitted fully to him because we're opening up our our, our authority and our our own little world our lordship so to speak because under under god we are a lord over our or where we reign as kings in life, it says in Romans. We reign as a king. So we open that up and submit it to his lordship and kingship with worship and all. And, and so uh, that is a door into the craft that you're referring to, spiritual speaking, the spiritual pneumat pneumatological, that's the Greek word, pneumatological, spirit of the spirit craft, to get into that. And we need to, um, to have a greater focus. So I, I, I said all that, Here's part of the, the issues that we've been dealing with in our own house and life the last year, year and a half. Uh, one thing after another has tried to whack us. And I was reminding Dola, Dola, I know that. I know we've had some rough times. We were talking, our anniversary was recently, two year anniversary, just two years. I said, it seems like we've been married 20, doesn't it? She said, yeah, it does. All the, everything that's gone on, the, the traveling, the different things, the adversities and things that have hit us. It seems like we've been married 20 years, but 
part of that has been physical. I've always been strong in the area of, of healing through God's atonement through Jesus and walked in healing all my life and strong. I've had never spent time in bed from a sickness since I was a kid with measles. It's been that good all these years because he, he's kept. And all of a sudden here I'm in the hospital for a week. They want to cut my foot off. In the hospital for a week, a few, about four or five weeks ago, they're wanting to take the little toe off. But we came through victoriously. We pled the blood. We agreed together. Everybody here was agreeing together with us, and we came out of that victoriously. Now the doctors in that situation. Today I was at, at the wound care thing for their checkup, and they're like, "Wow." There's a reference of carpenters wow. and Zechariah. Yeah. Or it says, "The Lord showed me four carpenters." And I said, what kind of came these to do? And he spoke, these are the horns which have scattered Judah so that no man can lift up his head. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm. That makes a certain amount of sense with yep. a lot of the stuff that's going on right now that, that trying to scatter God's people, they've successfully scattered a lot of pe people with, with the COVID-19. The cares of life. Um, and they scattered people by saying, well, um, your relatives or this don't believe like you do, or your friends don't believe like you do. So maybe we got to be drawn away from the church a little bit, a little scattered, a little I want there. We want to balance ourselves, right? Well, That's well, another word. That yeah. We want to be balanced, right? <laughs> Bounce a little unbelief or heathenism with our spirituality. These are come to fray them, terrify them, okay? That's another word for that. It says, to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter it. Okay, I have to look at this. I, I thought it might be Zechariah. <coughs> That might be referred to as craft. Some of the words. Some, other some of the words is in it. I might know it. Just yeah. Some of the. Send me some of the, the words. Craftsman. Yeah, I don't um, remember that part. Yeah, but might be in another translation. Maybe those were the carpenters, but. Yeah. Um, we were uh, Sunday. The, the series for June was going to be on the subject of worship, and the first Saturday, I'll, I'll put my notes together. A lot of times on the computer. They're in my head all week, but I'll put the notes together. And in, in the middle of that, I said, the Lord interrupted my message I had going. Holy Spirit interrupted. I said, well, bless God, I'll go with that. And it was about balance, being a, a balanced. People talk about you got to be a balanced Christian. And often they mean be religious. In other words, all that silliness of religion. Uh, religion is, you know what that is, trying to walk up the stairway to heaven on your own strength, which don't work because you're going to find out you're not on the right stairway when you get up there. Okay, Relationship is the proper place to be, and there's no stairway, nothing to climb. Jesus did it all. It's all been done. But uh, uh, we were talking about the balance in the Christian life, meaning you, you got to have balance. You're driving down the road, and, and you, you feel your car doing this. It means what? Means you got a tire out of balance. A tire out of balance. You don't want you don't want to keep driving like that. You want to get it balanced. A lot of things, engines. There's things in the engine to balance and stuff. A lot of things in life you got to have a balance for it to work properly. And shared about how Christianity 
your your spiritual life it needs to be balanced but what's what's to say what balance is do you take uh, unbelief and doubt and they put it on the scale and this other side puts your spiritual things and try to make it balance that's not the way that works the way it works for a child of God is uh, number one the first principle of, of being balanced in your as a true worshiper of God is uh, the the Matthew 633 principle put the priority on your spirituality put the priority on God's kingdom it says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his righteousness is no one else but Jesus because because of what he did God's able to declare us righteousness in righteousness so seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all the things will be added okay they'll be added to you that's the first principle of balance in worship we balance fully by fully focusing on the kingdom and that's not always easy I mean you, you, you're you're you're, uh, you're driving a truck right yeah fuel trucks now you you're you're clocking in clocking out and all and you've got things to deal with people to deal with there uh, you come home you've got a loving family but with four now almost five they take up time I had three at my house on the farm there and and you know it was it was interesting because I'm sitting there doing the contracting and the church and then trying to make time for them at night and, and it, it, it I didn't do as good a job as I maybe should have because that I wasn't balancing life out with that but anyway I, I understand that see there's things that can come and pull you pull you opposite directions where God wants but the thing is to prioritize is to to seek above everything else that's the number one principle We'll go into the second, third, and fourth this Sunday along with fathers, things about fathers because they have to do with fatherhood in there. So anyway, that's one area that we were, we're talking about there, how that we need to prioritize the, in, in worship, to be a true worshiper, to prioritize the kingdom above everything else. Uh, we're going to continue on. We talked about uh, what margin was, the definition of margin in our life. It's the amount available after after everything else all the expenses are paid in business that would be called the profit right the profit margin term, yeah your yeah. profit margin your profit margin yeah. so what do we we need to seek a profit a proper profit margin uh, the mathematics of Eden you understand there is a Babylonian system which is the world system so to speak the cosmos what the devil is set up to rule things with the flesh and all that there is an Edenic system that God had in the Garden of Eden with the original people there. And that was different because it was based upon given it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give in your bosom. A whole different system of economy. Okay. We've got a, uh, in worship we're seeking him and going his way and there is a different way of doing things in his economy. A different way of believing and talking about things in his economy it, it says it in Ephesians 5 15 to 17 I'll put the goggles back on <laughs> sorry guys on the camera there <laughs> see that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is that's Ephesians 5 17 15 through 17 Circumspectly, you might know what that means. Anybody have an idea of the definition? It literally means your head on straight. 
and understanding reality around you and seeing that reality through the truth here. I've made a statement before. Circum yeah. Okay. Circle like of life. Circumference. Yep. Okay, that circumspect, circumspect rather than view. introspect. Yeah. Uh, things seeing a broader view. Maybe you've heard it said that, that uh, a good acronym for the word joy, number one, Jesus, number two, O, others, number three, yourself. So if we want to walk circumspectly and walk in the joy that Jesus said he left with us, what are we going to do? We're going to do it that order. Jesus, first Father God, first worship him. And then as you do that, you bear much fruit, as it says. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, he said, John 15. So others, that's the fruit. And then yourself comes in the end. And as you do that, that's the seeking first the kingdom. As you do that, what's happening? The things are all being added to you. We've, we've discovered that to be absolutely true at our house. We've only been two, about two and a half years together, married. I discovered in the 33 years before that when I was in another life in Oklahoma down there. Uh, we would, you know, there, there are times just in the business around there, times it looked desperate, but I said, Father God, I'm, I've been seeking you first. I am a giver, I am a tither. Uh, your word says this about it. Your word, you told the Philippians because they were givers to the mission field, uh, you would supply their need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that's what I'm invoking before you right now. Your promises, you said yes and amen to everything. And I, I woke up, there was one time the electric bill was due. I had been injured, hadn't been able to, to work and make money for a little bit. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You hear that kind of the back, that the devil whispering, what you going to do? What you going to do, big mouth? What you gonna do, tough guy? <laughs> All these things you preach and tell people, what you gonna do now? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Your car, the wheels of your car, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do as you're driving down the road, you know? And it's tempting to give in and freak out and, and uh, get into the doubt side, get off balance. But uh, <laughs> I'm laying there one night, I wake up at night and the temptation to worry, I, I don't do that, but there was a temptation. What am I, Father God, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? But out of inside of here, this came out of my mouth. I plead your grace, that's 2 Corinthians 9, uh, 8. He's able to make his grace overflow to you so you have more than enough and you overflow to every good work there is. You're, you're, blessed. you're blessed to be a blessing, in other words. So I said, I plead your grace by the blood of the Lamb right now in Jesus' name. I said that three or four times. The peace of God hit and I was able to go back to sleep. No worries. The next morning, the phone rings. It's a, a fellow we had uh, had been staffers at a church 20 miles away in a little town of Nowata, Oklahoma. By the Indians lost the war in Oklahoma. There was down south was Broken Bow, and you know th then a little farther north I used to live in a place called Broken Arrow. So we had a Broken Bow and a Broken Arrow. And get all the way up where this church was. It's Nowata. No wonder they lost the war. You know. <laughs> so anyway, Nowata, we hadn't uh, we shifted over to a, a more local church to the farm over the years under the direction of the Lord and hadn't been there but we were friends with people there and stuff and one of the the members there knew that I had the the contracting business but I hadn't done things I was hurt for a while he calls and says um, we need a new roof on our house can you do that and out here says yes <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do it but hey out here comes yes I go over 
uh, take a look at it, measure. I was able to get up there and measure. I said, Tom, it's got two layers. We're going to need to take that off. Really do it good. Take take that off and put these lifetime shingles on there. That'd be the best thing we could do for you. Gave him a price. It's fifteen thousand dollars, something like that. He says, "Okay, uh, let's do it." So we signed up. I said, "I'm probably going to need about half of it to get the materials here tomorrow." So they went over and got me eighty-seven hundred dollars. I was able to pay the electric bill the next day. <laughs> things like that going on. See, I could write a book about all these kinds of things going on. But that's that's walking in the the submission. That's walking outside of the fiery dart realm. I mean, he was no doubt shooting fiery darts my way. But I was walking outside of that and was protected. The, the Bible says this in Isaiah 58, whenever you're walking the fasted, submitted life, it says he'll be your rear guard. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. And because those darts can't come and hit you in the back. They can't whack you in the back of your ear and pierce you for an earring for him or something like that. You know, it's, it's the way it works. So anyway, understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So what we need to end up doing, we need to fight for the profit margin, for the margin of our life. Um, James 1.5 says to ask for wisdom, right? Anybody ever done that? Mm -hmm. I do it all the time, but here's how I do it. I don't ask anymore. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30 ends that chapter, and it says, Of him, of God, are you in Christ Jesus, who by God has made to us wisdom, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that covers all area of existence for a human think about that that covers all area Jesus has made that to us so I'm, I'm gonna say Father God Jesus has you made access it though. yeah well that's that's what I'm doing yeah is I, you, you 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 speak you use your transmitter to transmit the frequency yeah. of heaven toward okay. heaven okay Father God I'm thanking you that Jesus has made to me wisdom and I receive the wisdom that Jesus is in this situation. You know, there, I can share a book of stories about that happening, of things that have happened. And I came out on top because he gave me a wisdom to deal with the situation. So uh, we need to learn to ask for the wisdom and actually just thank him for it because mm -hmm. it's already done. So much of, of, uh, of things that will beg and ball and squall over, he's already said it and done it for us. Yeah. It's a matter of grabbing hold of it. I ask every morning for the mind of Christ. Ex that exactly. Would, that would entail. And that is the wisdom. That would entail that. that. Or just claim it and say, Father God, you yeah, said yeah. we we have the mind of Christ, and that's mm -hmm. if I remember my English book for, properly, that means present tense. That means right now, I have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I'm thanking you for the thoughts of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus, mm -hmm. in this situation. It works. It works. Um, okay. But, you know, there are things involved like that. You need discernment of truth, mm -hmm. um, discernment of good and evil. A word of wisdom about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the gifts of the Spirit are, are helpful, too, whenever mm -hmm. you know, the Spirit of God will loose one of those gifts. It's, yeah. You know, it says it in there, the gifts of the Spirit. If you have, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, these gifts are given that we might, every person would profit from them. Mm-hmm. God says, I'm the Lord who teaches you to profit in the Old Testament. There it is, the gifts of the Spirit are given for you to profit by them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's margin. That's profit. We need to, to exercise need, the gifts. You have to you know, come and dine. But if you don't come and dine, that's on you. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and so much of 
you know, I hope that I don't come across the wrong way. But years ago, I guess maybe it's a, a thing of revelation to my thinking and mind. Years ago, I gave up the go up and beg and bawl and squall at the altar and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, help me, help me. Do this for me, Lord, do that for me. It's now, Father God, I'm realizing, it's like I would tell my kids when they were this big in diapers and even got a little bigger still in diapers and what have you. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, the oldest son, would say, Dad, Mom, yeet, yeet. That meant I want to drink. Yeet, 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 yeet. So what would we do? You know, he's, he can't reach the... The glasses, he can't reach the faucet or any of that stuff. So yeah, he tries to, it's going to be dangerous. Right. So <laughs> he can't. So what do we do as the responsible adult? And uh -huh. we go and get it for him and hand it. And when he's real little, hand it, put it up to his mouth and help him drink it, right? But as we grow and, and we're going to grow spiritually, you know, there, there comes a point. Uh, he would say something, Dad, he'd say, I want to drink now. He's older, mm -hmm. first, second grade. And I might say, if I'm tied up with something, I say, son, uh, you, you're a big boy now, okay? You you know where the glasses are, right? Yes, da yeah, Dad. You know where the water is, right? You know where the tea is, where you yeah. You think you can get it? You thinking? Yeah, I can get it. <laughs> he goes and gets it. And as they're they're up maybe Isaiah's age, by that time it's like, son, boy, what are you begging me for the water? <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, I, I'm trying trying to work that with Gabriel, it becomes difficult because he sees his little brother and sister get everything gotten for them. Yeah. You know, and so um, he thinks he can get away with that, you know, that since they're not doing it, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have Mama get it for me or yeah. Grandpa get it for me. <laughs> I want some of that, is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I want to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we... we, we the Lord, as we're, we're growing up and all, he, there's a different expectation, a different point of view, a paradigm of life that we're looking at. And spiritually speaking, I, I might have come across in a wrong way to folks at times because uh, I told Tony in the bulletin for the prayer request, I, I said, Tony, I want to change the language of what we're saying here from now on. Uh, we don't go up there and say, pray for so-and-so for their whatever, for their diabetes or their pray for Pastor Gary's foot or something like that. I say, from yeah, now yeah. on, let's take a mature language on this thing and mm -hmm. say, command. I say, command in the name of Jesus, yeah. uh, uh, Pastor Dola's arm to be made well. And it doesn't belong to them either. Yeah. So it's not pray for right. their... Right. Yeah, I don't, you know, yeah, that, so. like that song David Ingalls did way back in the 70s, I never heard of a heavenly flu, have you? Right. I've heard about Asian, I've heard about swine, I've heard about Hong Kong, but they're not mine. <laughs> you know, he, he, he did a lot of good stuff like that, so, yeah, yeah. you know, th there's... Yeah, it's hard, hard, hard when you're going through the things to, to not say not my, possess it. Yeah. my heart disease. No, it's not my heart disease. It's a heart disease that I was, uh, that I went through, and I don't claim to to really even have it anymore. Um, I've been November first, nineteen ninety nine. I had uh, the acute MI and had a couple of stents put in. A few months later, they found out they missed a blockage and put another one in. Uh, in April of 2000, and here I am today. How many years is that? 
And you come up yeah. praying the Holy Ghost an hour before church, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that takes some physical strength right there, dude. I, I have yeah. many times done an hour, two hours well, of that. Well, you just see the physical stuff that I have to do with those Yeah, with <laughs> those kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> the pawpaw duty, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but if I didn't have a healthy heart, that wouldn't be working out so good. <laughs> no. Nah. No. So, <laughs> where we're talking. I have a healthy heart that he has given me, and it can only come from you. Okay. Well, you know, the, the, the things. I changed the word thankful. It, it's not in the lesson, but the things that we say are so important. Number, I believe the number is 23. Uh, you can reread that story okay. about the Israelites coming out of Egypt, mm -hmm. and God promised them the promised land, and they were commanded to go in there. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, the people, the ten spies, it says they brought up an evil report and said, oh, we can't do this. There's giants and the land eats up the peoples and there's giant hornets and all kinds of stuff. We just can't do this. And, and then there were two that said, Caleb and Joshua that said, no problem. Our God is with us. God and us are a majority. They can't withstand us. Let's go. Go get her done, they said. Mm -hmm. And so, but God come appeared to them. You remember Moses had to stand between God and the people because God was ready to wipe them out, snap his finger. And, and God says, how long will you people tempt me like this, test me like this? He says to Moses, get out of my way. I'm going to wipe them out and make the na a new nation out of you. And Moses said, no, you're not. No, you're not. And what he said to him was, listen, here's what I'm going to do. All you who were crying and bawling and squalling and said, oh, we wish we'd have died in the wilderness or we wish we'd have died in Egypt where we got to eat cucumbers and garlic, you know. Oh, yeah. what? Jesus, some Jesus. of the stuff they didn't really get. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. talking about. But they were saying these things <laughs> yeah. and they were speaking against what God had already said to them. Mm -hmm. They were talking perverse. That's in Proverbs, that's that word perverse, speak perversely. They were talking against him. So what did God do to them? He says, as you have, here's the words, as you've spoken in my ears, so I'll do to you. Mm -hmm. None of you are going to get into the promised land. You're all going to die out here in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. So they, what did they end up doing? They took, what would it have been a two-month trip at the most yeah. from, from the Red Sea into the promised land? Forty years. Mm -hmm. You talk about dying of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back, to, back to your point about, um, you know, Going and screaming and crying before God for this and that, and, and I, you know, I fail. The enemy wants you to feel like you're in a failed position because it makes you what? Ineffective. That's yep. why God says, "Be uh, to confess your sins, and He will be faithful and just to forgive you yep. your sins." Because He doesn't want you staying where you're at. He wants you going forward into the battle and staying in. And he wants you effective. You know, the devil tries to, to lap off any effectiveness you got. Yep. In any way he can. The, the place of, of power and anointing of the Spirit of God, uh, I've explained it before, there's a giant circle that says family of God, okay? But within that circle are people, there's another circle that says fellowship or Father's house or fellowship with God. And that's what First John 1, 9 is talking about. If we, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with him. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Mm -hmm. And then if we do mess up, if we acknowledge, it doesn't mean go to the altar and cry about it. It means speak it out. Father God, I, I messed this up. I did this. And I, there's a sin. I shouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm apologizing. I repent. 
I'm committing not to do that anymore. Yeah. And your word says you'll forgive me and you're faithful and just, so uh, wash me and make me whiter than snow. That's mm -hmm. the way to do it. And what that does is you can be outside the fellowship circle but in the family. The Corinthians, a bunch of them, stayed there a lot of the time outside this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. get back in the fellowship circle, and that's the place of fellowship with the Spirit of God, too. Mm -hmm. And the power and the anointing coming on you, stay in that fellowship circle. That's the number one task of a Christian, stay in fellowship. Mm -hmm. Because you're not, you can't do enough good actions or anything like that to stay in fellowship. It's the blood of Jesus. Right. Acknowledging he's right. taken the sin, that yeah. you're, he's your righteousness. And, and, and how many times do people not end up coming to church? because they feel like, oh, I was bad, I can't go. Don't um, run from God, run and, to Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you're taking communion, the Word says, drink ye all of it. What does the blood do? It covers you from your unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. It takes away um, your it, your sin, the blood of Jesus shed for the taking away of your sin. Um, and people that that don't go up there when they really even need it, you know, first they got to search themselves and know that this I've done, that I've done, and I'm sorry, and that. But you go up there and you drink the fullness of his forgiveness. Yep. And that's why he says, drink ye all of it. And symbolically, I'm even a little sad when I see the cups come back and they're like half full. And hey, when you were out in the world that's chugging, chugging the alcohol, were you worried about bottoms up? Not a bit. Drink maybe, ye all of it. Maybe we should say that when we're doing communion. Bottoms up, people. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 funny it's hilarious anyway back i'm trying to stay on track what i've outlined out here mm -hmm. um uh, margin the profit margin of life we need to fight for margin and we want to we're not going to have time to really go over it tonight uh jesus said a whole lot of things about the subject of money which definitely is a part of profit right you know, in, in business you want to make a profit right or in whatever you're doing. You want to make a profit out of the deal, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he never rebuked or condemned anyone for being rich. You realize that? Mm -hmm. So much of, of culture and society and the the poverty vow mentality, you know, some of the, uh, and I'm not putting down particularly Romanism, but that's borrowed from the Babylonian the worship system. Religiosity. Yeah, and, and they, they make the priest uh, which was from the Babylonian system of stuff. The priest, mm -hmm. uh, the Bible says each of us as a child of God is a priest to God. Mm -hmm. We have our own standing to go directly to him. But they put this priest between the people of God and, and God. You know, and so the, all these little things they add in there, uh, traditions of men that they put in there, religious things they put in there, that really messes up. And, and one of the big things, if you've noticed, they make the priest take a vow of poverty. So they're, they're living, If you, I've been friends with priests before, lived next to them and stuff, and they're living on barely get along street. Now, they're not starving. They have a small paycheck and they can buy things and they can invest mm -hmm. if they want, but uh, they're no way well off mm -hmm. at all, unless you're the Pope. <laughs> you have the riches of the world at your hand there, but, but 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they, they, that's a religious thing of the Babylonian worldly demonic system of worship that yeah. was set up and also. And, yeah, and I learned, I learned that too over time because when, when I read in Matthew where it talked about the rich man, Mm -hmm. I've done all these things, but Jesus told him to sell all your goods. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I actually, I actually believe that being rich, meaning was just meaning that you was greedy, but and that wasn't the case with him. It was more of you was, you was a lover of money. That's what the word says. Don't love money. Yeah. And say, don't your, possess it. Your, don't love it. Yeah. It's yeah. your greed in there. It's the greed in your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not about the wealth you accumulate. You love Jesus. Yeah. You don't. How, love how do you use the recess resources? We had excellent pastors here to for that example. Al and Judy are were pretty fair, pretty well off. Yeah. And uh, they would uh, they used their money for godly purposes. But it even there's even a there's even a scripture in Timothy that speaks on it. Mm -hmm. he, he said you can't accumulate wealth, you just keep it out of your heart. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's and here's the, the, the proper phrasing to think about. God told Abraham, so this will be all your descendants, but he also said you're blessed and you, I'm going to bless you, but you're blessed to be a blessing. I'm going to make you overflow with blessings. He was like one of the richest guys. The kings, the kings of the city states of the Philistines, they were jealous. It says they were jealous of him. In, in Genesis, you can read that. Uh, one time, they even this was an act of war. They he had a well, a couple of wells he dug. They stopped his wells up. That's how you stay alive. Your water wells, and they did that because. They were jealous of him because he was so blessed. They couldn't understand how could how could this happen to this guy? He's not one of us. How is he getting blessed? So they basically declared war on him, and, he, and they they finally came to him. It says in one place, I think it's uh, 17 of Genesis. It says Abraham planted the same year. He he went into sod busting, and he planted and received a hundredfold. And this was in the middle of a famine. This is the middle of a drought. And he had a hundred, which is humongous harvest, and and it says that the, what happened was he discovered his his men and him. God blessed him to discover an underground river, to do his crops with. There was an underground river. You never ran, never ran out of water like that. Mm -hmm. So in the desert, he's got this oasis of magnificent harvest and all that. And it says the people were still jealous of him, but the kings came to him and said, "We want to make a covenant with you. We want to be part of you." In other words, it's like getting married marriage cup we want to we want to be your partner in life because we see God has blessed you and that's the way it ought to be with this quite literally as a child of God the blessing of the Lord it says it makes in Proverbs 10 22 it makes rich and he adds no sorrowful toil with it yes Jeff five minutes five minutes okay I thought you were waving and say hey amen or something yeah, five minutes you didn't get the cards I told him yet no not yet five four you should, you should get a gong back there like the gong show, I guess, and hit it real hard. Okay. So anyway, uh, wh where was I just then? About, oh, about the blessing. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and he adds no sorrowful. That's the proverb, the Hebrew meaning, no sorrowful toil. Remember the curse that Adam 
in toil and sorrow, you'll grow your food and you'll till the ground, right? So the blessing, Jesus is reversing that curse. There, it, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrowful toil with it. Okay? So it's his will that we're not be in toil, we not be burdened down with toil and exhaustion from our work and stuff. So I don't know why I said that. But anyway. <laughs> so we're, we're being circumspect. Yes. We're, we're looking at the looking big, at the, a, big a part of the picture as we can. The circle like of I life. Like I tell Brian, the, the, all of the, the people that excel in athletics the most are the ones that see the whole field or the whole court. And every player and know the plans. Jordan, right? know the plays. Jordan just saw everything. Yeah. <laughs> he just inspired me. I want to go watch some clips of MJ now. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be like MJ back in the day, you know. <laughs> so anyhow, we're we're. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and and close out. We're going to continue on the margin area about what Jesus said about money and proper attitudes about money and about the profit, the margin that comes about that. Uh, there's, uh, he says a lot of things about cautions about money and possessions, so, and a lot of things he said about obtaining money and money. He, he basically says, don't let it possess you. Mm -hmm. Possess possess the blessing, but don't let right. it possess you. Right. So that's the lust for other things and that balance issue we talked about Sunday, a lust for other things, the wealth and possessions. Mm -hmm that can get you off your balance as a true worshiper okay okay thank you father god in jesus name for your word thank you for this time of koinonia together in the spirit of god and for those who joined us as online streaming worshipers lord we, we thank you that that word is accomplishing your purposes and your plans and that we're all growing up through this word we're all learning to be doers of your word we're all committing to be doers of your word we're going to go apply this in our daily lives, in our families, in our worlds that we, in our circle of life that we circle in. We thank you, Father God, for letting us be impactful, allowing us to spread the blessing of the Lord around this earth. We praise you for that and showing us, again, showing us how to profit. We thank you and praise you, Father God. We thank you that Rick, we're calling him uh, like my mama a few weeks back when she fell off the porch and fractured her pelvis and spine in multiple places and she's back walking healed of the Lord now that Rick will have speedy supernatural mending just like with the heart situation speedy supernatural mending and that the uh, the the mountain of fibrosis in his lungs is cast out and cast down from his life in Jesus we thank you for that father God that we're all blessed in that way with the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. That we're all walking in that fullness mm -hmm. and that we receive of your fullness right now in Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God.